Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 61 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, we have Paige Sadir. Now, Paige is very interesting. She is 23 years old, and she is the CEO of three e-commerce companies. Yeah, not one, not two, but three. We get into the business side and how that came to be, but I think you will agree with me, by the end of this conversation, her business knowledge and her business savvy is the least interesting thing about her. And I say that with all, all respect, absolutely. You in this episode are going to be blown away by how she has taken the principles of the 12 steps and AA and how she has applied it to her life. I was blown away. Paige is also very candid about the effects of being a CEO of three companies and what that what toll that has taken on her mental health. She is extremely transparent about medication, what she's taking and where it's getting her and what are the results. This is such a great episode. So let's get into it. you are following me along on Instagram, through the podcast, on Facebook, you've heard bits and pieces of my story. However, you haven't heard how I have recovered, the tools I've used, the exercises that I have gone through to not only get sober, but to stay sober. If you are sober curious or want to ditch booze for 30 days, I have just the thing for you. I have created a 30-day gain challenge. Why do I call it the 30-day gain challenge? Because in 30 days without booze, you will have nothing but gains. Yeah, you will have nothing but better sleep, better communication, better mental clarity, focus, determination, motivation. You have clearer skin. You could possibly lose a couple pounds. You have nothing but gains ahead of you in 30 days. This is a great challenge. It is motivating, inspiring. You will have exercises, journal entries, and every day you will get a daily dose of motivation, inspiration, and information right to your inbox. Join the 30-day gain challenge by going to a sobergirlsguide.com slash tools and see what you can gain in 30 days. Paige, I am just so excited. This is like another Instagram miracle. Like, (laughs) I thought this is how I find all my inspiration and my amazing guests because I'm on Instagram all the time and I get inspired by people just like you. So I'm really, really excited to have you and have a great conversation with you and really just get to know you. I know I was, I mean, I know I said the exact same thing um, just a couple minutes ago, but one, I know Instagram is honestly such an amazing tool if you allow it to. Um, And I think that it's a great network, especially for people, entrepreneurs working from home, kind of even having like a digital office. It's amazing to be able to be able to connect with someone like yourself. And we actually get to see each other at the rise event, which is very exciting too. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> How I, I mean, I didn't know that you were in Vancouver because you are quite the world traveler, which we'll definitely get into later. But like, oh my gosh, like, I can't wait to find out how you started and like got like you were a three time business owner. Like what? Yeah. Like, tell yeah. me about that. Let's just okay. get into it. Okay. I'm not waiting anymore. 
No, that's fair. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So my name is Paige. I am an entrepreneur. And Ooh. sorry, as I say this, it's funny because I just, one, I will jump around a lot. I will try to stay concise. However, um, have you read Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg? No, I haven't. Okay. First of all, that is a must read. Um, okay. And she just talks about the inequities that women face in the workplace and almost how we're predispositioned to about the stuff that we say. So even when I introduce myself, I always think about trying not to do that. Like even when I say like, I guess I'm an entrepreneur or I am a 23 year old Indo-Canadian female, like trying not to use those words to define me because I feel like then you live in a construct. And I was actually watching your Instagram video about um, living with stigmas. Mm. So, so anyways, as I introduce myself, I always find that one of the most difficult things um, because it's hard to put yourself in a box and then not be able to live out of that. However, yeah. side rant. So anyways, yes, I am a <laughs> owner. Um, I started in the e-commerce game. I was handmaking necklaces in my third year of university. And at the same time, I was actually working a co-op in the government for like a health position. That's where I thought my life was going to take me. And I very, very quickly realized that I, one, hated the job, two, didn't, maybe it was the workplace environment and the people I was working with, but it just was not my vibe. And um, I mean, like yourself, like the reason why you started the podcast is because you such have such a vibrant personality. And I think that just goes to show through, like sometimes in the workforce, like you have so much personality and so much creative, but that can't be fully executed on. So yes. that, that was kind of my struggle there, right? So um, it was a, an amazing opportunity. However, I just continued to felt like I wasn't able to, um, identify with myself, even like, even with dress code, that was frustrating. Not that I wanted to wear, um, like skimpy tops, but I felt like it was just such a black and white environment, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, absolutely. So anyways, with that, I, um, ended up making friendship necklaces with one of my friends and, it basically turned into a thing where I shared it on Snapchat and then I wore it to work. I was serving as well, um, part-time. And I had a lot of the girls ask me if they I could make them a necklace as well. And of course I said, yeah, for sure, no problem, because I had shown it on Snapchat. And then as mm -hmm. I made necklaces, it was all around natural gemstones and energies because that was the thing that was kind of helping me through that time when I was in school, not knowing if I was even going to like the career I was in with my co-ops. Mm -hmm. And then I wore these necklaces um, to work, same with the other girls. And we had customers asking us where we got them from. And, you know, that's not uncommon when you work in a service industry, especially where um, like jewelry and accessories are part of the dress code. However, okay. I felt like it was more like more questions than not like some maybe I was biased against it. But anyways, then I went back and I told my boyfriend, I said, hey, I had so many people asking me if they could get these necklaces from me. And, um, him and I kind of compliment each other, like yin and yang. So he does web design and product photography, and we basically put our brains together and he said, you make the collection. Let's think about marketing together. Cause I knew how to do Snapchat and public relations just from like okay. network actually. And he did the website and development. So basically over a week, I made a collection without any ha like jewelry handmaking experience. And wow. And that was my side project, right? So I was 19 or 20 years old, had one year of university left and just thought, thought what the heck, like, I don't know what else is going to come from this. So why right. not? And then that was in um, October, 2017. So fast forward a couple months um, in April, I actually had a lady ask me to make her wedding necklace. And I said, this isn't wow. like, this isn't really happening, right? Like someone really trusts me with their wedding day. And yeah. I guess that was almost kind of a wake up call. I'm thinking like, oh, okay, like, I guess this is good. So um, mm. I, I just took it more seriously. I knew the graduation was coming around the corner. I really, really did not want to be working um, in healthcare at that point. Um, yeah. But I, I took marketing more seriously, right? So then him and I put our skills together again and said, how can we scale this? Like, what, how many necklaces do I need to be selling in a month to be making a good living to be able to support myself? Right. Cause that, that was my goal at that time. So 
we reverse engineered it, which is what we do with everything, right? Set a goal and then actually figure out how you can get there, what the numbers look like on a monthly or daily basis. Um, and then that's where we ended up scaling. So instead of me hand making the necklaces, because it was getting to a point where I would be in classes for about five hours in the day, I'd go home, um, get my necklaces ready to ship. My mom would make me food. And then I would drive over to the restaurant, go, go to the Canada post, come back home after my shift 11, make some more necklaces and then rinse and repeat every day. So, wow. Yeah. So it was really getting to the point that I couldn't manage that anymore. So he said, okay, you don't focus on the product. You're not really a jewelry designer, which is very fair. And I knew that myself, I wanted to improve my product. So I said, let me let the experts manufacture the product. I'll focus on the marketing. You help me with the web. Right. So, and that's what I did. Um, so then, yeah, a year later, then I was Five months from graduating, I was making more, which was a good thing for me at the age of 20 years old. I was making more than I would have working um, like for a government health job. And I knew I could do it. And then basically, I ended up challenging him. His name's Harrison. So I said, hey, Harrison, I'm going to challenge you. Like, you do the same thing. Like, I know you can replicate this business model. Let's do it. Like, let's both have our own businesses. And we know that we can support ourselves. Like how kick-ass is that at, at 20 years old, right? So That's amazing. Yeah. So, so, and that's exactly what we did. So then that was the birth of Monarch Tokyo. So then we had two e-commerce stores, um, you know, very basic products, accessory-based, high margins. And we really focused on community development and ambassador strategies on Instagram. So we really, okay. really leveraged Instagram and reaching out to people and really putting in what we call sweat equity. So, okay. um, what does that the, look like? Yeah. So as, good question. So that's essentially, we would be DMing people every single day. We figured out Instagram's algorithm to figure out how many messages we could send in a day, how many minutes apart they needed to be everything like that. So we didn't get blocked and we would just continually ask people like, Hey, do you want to become an ambassador? And we would offer exclusive discounts to them. And then we grow and we ended up growing that to the point where there's now like uh, private Facebook groups for all of them. So for one of our other companies that we started, the third one um, was okay. dog wear. So now we have a bunch of dog owners in a group sharing pictures of their dogs now for Halloween or um, posting for a weekly giveaway or sharing tricks, tips and tricks on how to like clean your puppy's teeth. So <laughs> it's, we wow. really... Yeah. So we really focus on providing that value to people. So it's like, even if you're part of, you know, a store that you maybe haven't walked into, you still get a really great experience with all the people that are there. Right. So that, and so yeah, as I, as I touched on Knox Dogware, that, I don't want to say happened by mistake, but um, one of my friends had kind of seen our success because we would be you know, sitting at the bar and just kind of like working away for a couple of hours. And she's like, oh, that's so cool. You guys can just make money sitting here while like I'm working here. And she was very interested in how we were doing that. So um, we ended up helping her start a business that we later acquired as I guess, you know, some people don't know how much work goes into owning a business. So I call, yeah. I call that one kind of our mistake, but um, I don't know. I think dog were so fun and so cool too. So um, yeah. that's, that's where the e-commerce started. So that was my start, I guess, in 2017. And okay. just kidding, 2016, that all started. Um, okay. Yep. And then going into 2019, which is the year we're in now, um, mm-hmm. you know, with the power of social media, as we talked about, there was so many people asking me, how did you do it? Do you help others? Everything like that. Right. And that's where I got to the point, um, even in my own personal life, where I said, you know, this is so amazing. Like I, like you said, we can travel everywhere. We can really have the freedom that we want, but I'm missing the human connection in my life. And that's where um, the media agency, Pulse Media, became really almost like my savior. Um, because okay. that allowed me to help other people and still, you know, use my brain and my skills to help them grow their businesses in the same capacity that I had with my digital and online strategies. Right. That's my spiel. (laughs) Wow. I am, I'm blown away. 
Yeah. Sorry, I feel like you talked a lot there. (laughs) No, no, no. That's so great. It's just so interesting, like listening to you and like at such a young age. I know, I know it's like, it's so silly to think about age, but like when I was 19 and 20, I was a complete crazy person. There was no way I was even thinking about how to leverage my skills or mm-hmm. how to, you know, turn something that I do every day into a profit. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's not to say though, that I didn't have my party face. I just think that may have happened earlier with a fake ID and being around older people all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know. I just want to say like, I just really, really wanted to move out. If I'm going to be frank, like I really want independence and I knew that I wasn't going to ask anyone for help. So that was my reason to kick it in gear. Yeah. Freedom, baby. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Like at the end of the day, freedom. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Okay. So Mm -hmm. now where are you at today? You know, mm-hmm. I know you were talking about community and and the your media business. Yeah. What does that look like today? How are you building your community now? Mm-hmm. So like I said, so maybe if I kind of go back to May 2019, so just this year, a couple months ago, um, okay. I think I really hit like, I think I hit my rock bottom in terms of doing so much, but maybe not even thinking about what was fulfilling me and what was the work that I was doing that was really um, helping other people and knowing that I was contributing as well. Right. Um, Because I mean, at the end of the day, when I'm looking at e-commerce objectively, we're, they weren't value-based products. They're fast fashion products. And I, I admire so many companies due to their value-based products. Like, um, the girls at Bloom, I'm absolute fans of them, Taryn and Bunny. They're helping with, you know, sex education and uh, feminine hygiene. So I think that's an amazing thing to contribute back. Now, absolutely. and the thing that I found was, what am I doing to help other people, right? So mm. with with Knockstock, where we, we donate proceeds to charities, but I felt like that wasn't enough. So my biggest thing was I want to help other people and I want to do that with my hands and with my brain, not just like monetarily, if that makes sense. So yeah, it was really important to me. So with Pulse Media, that's essentially what we started doing because we had people asking us all the time, um, Mm -hmm. do you do this for X, Y, Z? And, you know, my thing was like, I don't really know what our bandwidth is. I you know, there's a lot of resources that have to go into this. Like, let's make another website. Then we need to think about how we want to market ourselves. But it actually came a lot easier than I think, mainly due to the fact that the human connection component is something that I was missing. And right as soon as I got that back, it just, it just felt comfortable again. So um, like going back to your question in today's day, I guess, to give you a recap of even my morning um, mm-hmm. Or even yesterday, I was at um, a client's office. We were going over their social strategy. So I was actually educating their staff on how to create value-based content. Um, and then our mm-hmm. team went with video creation to um, also create content for the website. And then on top of that, there was strategy for um, PR. So how to reach out with other companies, doing cross collaborations with them. Had another mm-hmm. meeting with um a consulting meeting same thing it was going over um cross collaborations and their pr strategy came back home did some emails and then this morning um another potential client lead and that's for a website redesign so and then in between all of that we still have our e-commerce stores running so then i'll be on slack which is our communication platform talking to all of the employees making sure everything's lining up nicely getting ready for a new launch um and now here I am with you. So, so a lot of client okay. client work still, and then a good amount of e-commerce. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, so hands-on, <laughs> hands-on business and like digital business. Exactly. Exactly. And I think right. before, like, like you mentioned, like always traveling, like that was truly, truly amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's 
it might sound silly to say, but really like the weeks that we're in Vancouver and we're go, 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 um, driving around to different clients and, you know, going in for content creation, that's really what like makes me feel accomplished at the end of the day. So yeah, yeah it's, and I missed that. I missed talking to business owners and just intelligent people that have so many amazing ideas and want to know how to get there. Right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Like-minded people. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's lonely working for yourself. It really is. It sounds great in, mm-hmm. in the, you know, the, the idea of it, but like it's, it's lonely, especially yeah. if you're doing stuff that is in the digital space. Exactly that. That's exactly mm-hmm. how I felt. So, yeah. Um, yeah, connecting with like-minded people sounded so simple, but I didn't really find networking mixers or um, events very easy for me. And okay. yeah, I don't know if that's something that you also um, have as well, or if you're just a go-getter and you'll just go say hi to someone random, but that's where I am a little bit more out of my comfort zone. So okay. I, found, I found that hard for myself. I really debated. I was like, should I join a Facebook group and then show up at a random event? Or what do I do here? And I, I find Instagram is really cool for that because you can kind of, you know, see a profile and like watch a little bit more of what they do. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any experience or tips with, with when it comes to like networking events or I guess how to find those like-minded people? Yeah. I mean, what it comes down to is finding out what you have interests in. So whether that's like fitness or, you know, getting in touch with your spirituality yeah. or, you know, there's tons of like groups. Like right now I'm looking into um, like improv groups because I really oh, miss cool. improv. Yeah. And that's like, that's really interesting to me. So really paying attention to your personal interests cool. and okay. then and coming together on, on those on those occasions with people, you know, there's tons of like, you know, Eventbrite or like even through Facebook, there are, you know, group invites. But I think it makes it easier when we have, when we start off the place in something that we're interested in, you know, because we, we know we're there for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't make it that scary. Yeah. Because you already know like, oh, this person likes to do this fitness class or this person is interested in learning this. So yeah. am I. Let's yeah. talk about it. Let's, totally. you know, I find it way easier to introduce myself and just having something in common right off the bat. And like a positive thing, something that's positive. So you guys are coming together to, you know, celebrate for a positive interest. I really like that. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll give one a try and let you know in a couple of weeks how that goes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, listen, networking events are a little bit daunting because we're all kind of there and like, we know why we're there because we're supposed to be meeting people, but like, yeah. who's going to make the first step? It's like a first date, you know? It's like, yeah. well, I'm kind of interested in this person, but like, I don't know if they're interested, <laughs> you know? It it kind of is a little bit awkward, but I find like events with um, something to do, something that I'm interested in, just takes that pressure off. Totally. No, I really appreciate that. Okay. I'll give it a So what are you interested in? Well, okay. So funnily enough, um, Mm -hmm. I guess I, I have kind of done this. So yoga has definitely been one of the new things that I've definitely tapped into in the past four months, five months now. Um, yeah. And one of the teachers, I guess I've been DMing and she was like, let me take you to a power class because I've never been. I only do the hot yoga. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and she's like, I'd love to connect with you. And like, she's like, you sound really interesting. Da, 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 da. So I was like, okay, cool. Like making a friend. So I guess that one did come in the exact same way. I guess I wasn't really seeking it though, but maybe that's where the best things mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think our main purpose for being here is to find out what we enjoy doing and going and executing those things. I know it mm. sounds really simple and maybe it seems a little bit selfish at sometimes, mm. but mm-hmm. really like we're, we're supposed to enjoy ourselves. Oh, you know, for like sure. We're, we're okay to like have a little pleasure in our life. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be all like work, all, you know, all tough stuff. We can yeah. enjoy our life. And actually we're supposed to enjoy at least 90% of it. So I hope so. Let's I don't figure even, out. Yeah. And I hope that people enjoy their work. I, I mean, this is a yeah. side conversation, but I always um, hear people just saying like, I don't know, like long day at work or can't wait for the weekend or like, is it already Monday? And I'm, I just feel like even changing the way you look at that, like, you know, yes. you're spending how much of your time there and, and you're dreading it, which makes me sad to hear. Absolutely. <laughs> so Absolutely. that's, that's definitely something when, when you're saying, you know, we should live a pleasure filled life. I feel like pleasure doesn't always, I mean, it can be like, I don't, I don't know an example, like always like doing like extreme sports or even just like walks on the beach and stuff like that or vacationing, but your work can also go around all of that stuff or just find a job that you really love going to. Yeah. I mean, that's the, (laughs) that's the secret sauce right there. (laughs) And and even as I had, like, I think it was a 14 hour workday. Don't get me wrong. I was very, very tired this morning. However, I felt so accomplished yesterday and so um, thankful for my work. I was like, wow, like I get to do this. Like what a kick-ass job that I'm so thankful for. Right? Yeah. That is such a great attitude to have. I mean, that I don't know if any other way to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I would be sad uh, if I was so about my work all the time. And I had kind of been there for four months in my co-op. And I was like, I am not living life like this ever again. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to switch gears and talk to you about, um, I know you're in a program, Mm -hmm. in a program. And I wanted to talk about how that came to be and why you decided to go there. Sure. I am actually so happy to talk about this. Also, um, happy Health Awareness Day. Oh, yes. You (laughs) do. Yeah. Um, so how the AA program came about, I feel like May was my pivotal month as I've talked about it. So, uh, May was mm-hmm. the month that, you know, we really decided to kick off Pulse Media and take it seriously. And that was also the month that I really felt like I was at my rock bottom. So I guess I'll kind mm-hmm. of backtrack a little bit. So when I was actually working at the government job in university back in 2016 in December, my doctor actually prescribed me antidepressants. And okay. the reason for that um, is probably multifaceted. However, there was a trigger point earlier that year in May 2016 where I was in a car accident. So after that car accident, I was bedridden for two months. I'm still dealing with my soft tissue damage. I had a broken humerus. Um, during the car accident, they didn't know if I had like any spinal injuries. So it was pretty severe. Wow. And yeah. And from there, so that that's why when I said I wanted to work for my freedom, I was very, very, um, very, very set on that. Like I wasn't going to put myself back in a situation where I felt like I didn't have the autonomy again, because when that mm-hmm. happened, um, you know, being a, being a 20 year old girl, my parents really retracted and got very, very worried and, um, wanted to make sure I was okay. So when that right. happened, it actually became a thing in my family where, I was almost put on like watch more and was restricted more. So, huh. so, so to say the least, there was definitely a good amount of co- family conflict in the house then around that time, because I was 20 and I was rebelling and saying like, no, like you can't tie me down now. I was just in a car accident. Like that was horrible enough for me. So, right. so what, and so what had happened then in December after about five or six months of conflict with my family, after being, you know, pissed off that someone had hit us with a car Um, Mm -hmm. and it was my boyfriend that I was in the car with. So, you know, going through all of that, I was a very, very angry person and, Mm -hmm. uh, and also very depressed. So that happened and my doctor had prescribed me antidepressants at that time. And, you know, me studying, um, mental health in school, I went in, I was in the health sciences program. So I was there to understand that component. I just Mm -hmm. said, no, you know what? It's my environment. I am better than this. I can defeat this. I am going to just keep pushing through. Right. So I did that. I did that. And 
I just turned a blind eye to it. And then now I fast forward into, like I said, May 2019 to where we are now, three years later. I um, Same spiral, right? So I had been moved out of my parents' house now for a year. However, Mm -hmm. I was still um, experiencing major anxiety episodes. I, um, you know, I'd be sitting on the couch just working on my computer um, or Mm -hmm. even just like, just like lying there. And I, my heart rate was at like 125 resting and I could not get my breath. Yep. Like crazy. It got to the point where I downloaded an app on my phone when I was having an anxiety attack thinking like, what the hell is going wrong with me? So it just became extremes like that. And then, um, and then even through the winters, um, you know, with seasonal affective disorder, right as soon as like right around this time in October, November, Every year I would, you know, be in bed till around 11 or one, didn't really want to get up, didn't know why I wasn't motivated to work, like, or, or I would just be doing a very simple task, like responding to emails, like nothing trivial. And in the middle of the day, I would just break down and I couldn't manage anymore. So and, and you know what, it's crazy, because I thought that maybe everyone kind of went through this. So I was like, I was like, oh, everyone kind of feels like this around wintertime or like, you know, like, you know, sometimes emotions get the best of us or like, you know, doesn't everyone's heart rate kind of just go up randomly? Like, isn't that normal? And then like it's 2019, isn't everyone stressed out? Like, hello. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then like, and then it would be things where I'm just like walking on Robson Street, like just enjoying my day. And then I would have an insane anxiety attack. And I'm like, I can't catch my breath right now. So, um, so those types of things started happening over and over again. So then I thought, okay, Paige, I'm not stronger than this, right? There is something else out there that I need help with. And um, Mm -hmm. I need to surrender myself. So I mean, those weren't my thoughts, because I didn't even know what was happening. However, um, around that time, I actually went for lunch with my aunt. So um, my aunt is, um, has been in the AA program and has been sober for five years now. And I went through all of, um, kind of that time with her as well. So when I was in high school, I would actually, I saw her kind of go through everything, go through the, um, the rehab centers, go through the AA program. And then when she started going to her AA meetings, I really liked spending time with her. So I would actually go on her Sunday morning meetings, um, okay. the 10 the 10 AMs. And I thought they were just really cool. And I had really like, I just thought it was a great place where people come together and they're just honest and transparent. And I just felt like they were the most real people, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, and that was me, I think in my 17 year old brain, just thinking, wow, these people are just so awesome. So anyways, Mm. so I was having lunch with my aunt and she said, would you be open to trying the AA, the 12 step program? And at that point I said, anything will help. Like I have tried to distance myself. I have tried to sleep. I have, um, you know, tried to do exercise. I've tried to do yoga. Like I don't know what's wrong with me anymore. So, so that is where, you know, she actually is the one that is walking me through the AA program. Um, and a very unbiased woman, and she, honestly, it's her, the AA program, my new developed faith has genuinely saved my life. Um, and I don't know any other way to say that because I don't know how I was functioning before. Um, and, you know, like you said, in in your um, 20s, when you were DJing, you were like a very like selfish, narcissistic person. And those are that's the exact word I have to describe myself as a very selfish person. So, you know, and in step four, that's where you look at yourself and say, okay, like, who am I in this world? And like, you know, what am I walking around doing and what am I contributing? So that, that was the first time that I actually saw myself and, you know, I, and I'm very happy. Like that, that was a very, very, um, honestly, like a hard step, but the best step for me was step four. And then, Mm. you know, as I realized that I was walking through life, it wasn't, oh, poor me. I'm, you know, I feel bad for myself. It was like, oh my gosh, look at all these people that I've hurt and that Mm. I need to make, you know, the amends to. And I was very scared about that part, but I realized that, 
you know, those relationships that I was trying to walk away from and distance myself from, really, yeah. I needed to show up in them. So, um, yeah, I mean, the AA has not only, the 12-step the program has not only helped me with my anxiety, because that itself has really yeah. sorted itself out, like, insanely, because anxiety is yeah. in the subconscious, right? So. Yes. So a lot of those things that I hadn't worked through, I know that I've worked through in the 12 step program. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of it was truthfully regarding, you know, my resentments against my family and my parents and kind of what had led up around everything to the accident, right? To, right. to like the control and me not feeling like I was capable and me having to prove it more, um, and mm-hmm. overwork myself. So, um, yeah, that's if I'm able to sum up what the 12 step program has done for me. Yeah. Um, I would say mental clarity and realizing who I am in this world and how I can be better, essentially. Wow. So, yeah, sorry, I feel like I went on there again for a little bit. And no, it's great. I mean, it's it's so interesting listening to your perspective. And I think that's, you know, what programs and what courses and whatever modality you know mm-hmm. people choose to take it mm-hmm. really gives you that perspective you know because mm-hmm. it's so easy to just get like just sucked into our own minds and just live in this constant maybe circle of just recycling thoughts and recycling feelings but it's it's so nice to gain perspective and space yeah i mean and i think that was the thing is the, the what exactly what you said is in terms of recycling the thoughts i definitely mm-hmm. was doing that and i really needed an outside look and i realized like sometimes that outside look isn't from like your best friend who's just trying to be you know your support or maybe your mom who just wants to right. make sure you're okay you know like it has yeah. to be um I don't know. I guess for me, it was faith and faith was something I never really grew up with or never really understood and had a very, very different opinion on. Um, Mm -hmm. And now and now I'm like so thankful for it. So, so grateful for it. So, yeah, yeah, I I think it's just, you know, the frame of mind that you choose to live in really chooses. That's how you decide to live your life and what's going to come of it. Yeah, absolutely. So, So, yeah. Yes. Like, what is, what does that mean to you? So, so this is something that I never really understood. Right. So, so as, um, as an Indo-Canadian growing up in Canada, just Mm -hmm. speaking honestly, right. So my grandparents, you know, you go, you go to the Godlawada, which is called the church and, you know, you go listen to the son who is the guy who is, you know, saying the prayers and one, I don't understand what he's saying. Uh, right. Two, I don't understand the rituals and why we're practicing them. And then three, mm. at nighttime, you know, you're told to recite these every single night as well and pray in the morning. And I just, I don't, I don't even know what I'm saying, right? And, yeah. I, <laughs> and I know that there's power in repetition and it's a good way to, you know, relax your subconscious. Um so this was actually something that I really uh, started to almost hate. It was something I turned off. And uh, so I I was born in 1996 and I actually went to India in 2014. And I went with my grandparents and my mom. And that was the year that I said, I am completely crossing this off. I am never, I don't believe in the concept of God, faith. I hate it. However, however, that was the construct okay. that, was given to me it was um like very patriarchal it was you know men do these things and women can only do these things and it Mm. was i guess the culture that was created around it um it was the thing that you know women women stay home and cook women have to be covered you know men can stay out and drink like all of those types of things that i really was like i will not live like this Mm. so so that's where um I really said, this is this, I will, refi- I refuse to do this. So what mm-hmm. changed was when I got my mentor, my aunt, who, um, who walked me through this program in, in May this year, um, 
one of the first things that she said in the steps was, well, one, one of the steps you have to surrender yourself, right? You have to, you know, admit that everything you've done up to this point isn't working for you. Right. So that's okay. where you, re- you reframe your mind and think, okay, well, okay, maybe my current understanding of God isn't really working for me. So how can I, how can I help it? Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing she said to me was, you have to erase the constructs of God that have been built by society, by the culture, by other people who have shown you what God is. And mm. um, she really helped me develop what my version of God and what my version of faith is. Um, and to me, it's not a guy in the sky. You know, it's yeah. not it's not any of that. To me, it's almost like the universe and the energies and it's like when I look at the mountains and the peaceful nature, like that's where I see God in the universe working its energy. So, yeah. and I don't know if, I don't know if that's the floofy talk that people think that like we're crazy for because we have like a different understanding of the world rather than the scientific one that I was taught. Um, <laughs> but that's what helps me get through my day. Right. Yeah. So so yeah, that and that that's my current understanding of it and maybe it will evolve, but um I know that there's a higher power that's helping me through life because these past 6 months have truly truly been an awakening for me. Um Yeah. And I mean the short 23 years I've lived, this is honestly the happiest I've been and I totally totally give that to the 12 step program. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so powerful. Yeah. It's I'm, I'm just grateful every day, to be honest for it. Yeah. I, and really? I, I said, I wish everyone would go through this program because I just think the tools are amazing. Yeah. I mean, the tools are, are great. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Regardless of, I mean, no, I know it's like really focuses on the non-drinking aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But in general, like as humans and moving mm-hmm. through our society, it's it's like reinstating common sense almost because oh, common sure. sense is not so common. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah. Um that's where I 100% agree and I know and I know it is focused around sobriety and I guess the way that I um I'm thankful that my mentor was able or my sponsor was able to walk me through it was focused around my anxiety and my depression. So that's mm the way that it was geared when I was reading the book and going through the steps, I just, you know, changed the words up. So whatever my struggle was, that's, that's how I altered it. Very cool. I like how you adjust that. Thank you. Yeah. Is that, a, I don't know if that's a common thing. I don't, I've never heard of it before. If someone else kind of changes it. To heard of it before. Oh, okay. No, okay. I mean, it, it's kind of hard to, I think it's a lot of, it's really hard for people to kind of imagine that because it takes a lot of, um, like imagination. It takes a lot of, it's okay. It's like going into a house. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. you're going to go buy a house and the house is empty and Mm -hmm. the realtor says, okay, well picture like, like a couch here or picture like this dining room table here. Mm -hmm. It's really, really hard for the majority of people to picture that and to tap into that part of their brain. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's why you stage a house because you can show it in all glory and all like done, you know, so people don't have to come in and use their imagination. It's just kind of like one-stop shop. Like this is what it's going to look like when you have all your furniture and all your stuff in here. Totally. You want to live here. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I think that's really interesting that you were able to do that and to, mm-hmm. you know, change that according to what you are going through. Yeah. And, and, and make it your own. Thank you. I, I think that's I really mean, cool. It's been a, it's been wonder, it's done wonders for me. So I'm eternally grateful for the program and what it's been able to show me. So yeah. that's all Absolutely. I got to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, okay. I have one other question. Are sure. you on medication? Like, did oh, you yeah. do the antidepressants? Yeah. So I'm actually so happy that you asked that. So okay. Um. Okay. So yeah. Like I said, the first time I was prescribed, I decided not to, and yeah. um, 
And like I said, around May was my breaking point. So as I have, you know, my ICBC case still open, I have a lawyer and it really got to the point in my life where I go to a lawyer's office, they say, Hey, Pedge, how are you doing? And then in within three minutes, I start crying. And, you know, that's very uncommon for me. I, I, um, I'm not big on the showing emotion or affection. So, you know, if I'm in a closed room and I start crying with a stranger, that's very out of my normal comfort. Right. So, um, the same thing basically happened with my aunt that day. Um, someone I'm more comfortable with, however, I was like in a public restaurant. So, um, again, same thing. She said, so how are you doing? And then, and then again, like in that same week, it just came right up and I couldn't talk. And then my throat caught up and then tears started pouring out. And I was like, I'm really sad. And I, it's just, nothing's working. Right. So, I mean, I would like to say that, um, everything kind of worked in conjunction, I guess. So yes, I did do the 12 step program and yes, I am on antidepressants now. Um, so I'm on Lexapro, which is the, uh, the drug name. It's called something else. Like the actual name is like Escaletopram, I think, if I'm saying that right. Okay. Um, feel free to correct me. So, um, that has worked well for me at the beginning. I was, uh, again, very, very hesitant. And I think that's, um, maybe due to the stigma of being on medication, um, I, I like to keep my body fairly clean, if that makes sense. Like I'm not one to, you know, do the Advil or ibuprofen or, um, you know, just take medication when I feel like my body doesn't need it. You know, I'll just maybe do vitamins, but that's about it. So, um, so when it came to the medication component, I was again, very reluctant, even though, you know, my mom's a nurse, my family is all in medicine. And I went to school studying health sciences, which was preparing me to work in the health field again. So, right. um, so yes. So what I did then is, you know, I basically said, like, I hope the universe shows me something and I'm here for any opportunity. So I said, you know what, why not? Everything else I've done to this point is not helping me. I mm-hmm. really need to be open. So, um, so I took the prescription and I think I started with 10 milligrams at first. Yep. Um, okay. I did that for two weeks and the two weeks were definitely, um, I don't want to say the hardest, but probably like I was the most kind of like unsure if this was really going to help me. Right. Cause then you don't really see the effects till about week three or four. And, uh, right. for me, my first mistake was the first day I took the medication I was, it was a Saturday morning. I hadn't eaten. So I was feeling very nauseous and very dizzy that day. Mm. So pro tip, if you're ever hopping on medication, uh, make sure you have a full stomach or do it at night when you're like sleeping. Yeah. Um, and I felt very, um, drowsy as well, actually for the first two weeks. And my dry mouth was insane. Like I felt like I could not drink enough water at that point in my life. Right. Right. And then, um, you know, around week, so then at week three, I upped my, my doctor told me to up my dosage to 15 milligrams, which was a tablet and a half at the time. Um, and that was working really well for me. Still the dry mouth was like kind of an issue. Um, cause mm-hmm. the side effects of that are like, you know, cavities and just making sure that, you know, your, your, your dental hygiene is up to par. Mm-hmm. And then, um, that, yeah, then at the one month point, then I was on uh, 20 milligrams. And that's what I've been doing now for the past three months. And I take it at nighttime to help with the drowsiness. Um, yeah. And I'm clear, and I'm balanced, and I'm not breaking down crying in front of strangers anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like I'm able, like to have my rational thought back, if that makes sense. Like, yes. I, yeah, like I feel like I was very up and down, like, and that's maybe why my relationships with my family had kind of gone out the window, right? Like they weren't dealing with a rational person. And, um, I'm really, really, really interested to see if now as it gets cloudy and gray in Vancouver, November, December, how like my seasonal disorder is this year. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and my anxiety, like I don't get the anxiety attacks that I used to, cause I thought I had a heart condition. I was like, something is wrong with me. Like I cannot breathe anymore. So right. yeah. So I mean, every, everything has cleared up. However, mm-hmm. um, 
I'm going to pull up my phone because I saw a beautiful Rupi Kaur quote this morning, actually. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, if you don't mind, I'm going to read it. So yeah, go for it. Um, it was, I woke up thinking the work was done. I would not have to practice today. How naive to think that healing was that easy. When there is no end point, no finish line to cross, healing is everyday work. So, so, so that really sunk in with me. It's like, you know what, oh. even though, yeah, like medication's awesome. Like I'm at step, I'm at step 11 now. Right. So I'm like, oh, I'm at the end. But that's a complete lie. Right. It's yeah, practice. You're at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. yeah. So, um, to sum it up, yes, I am on uh, Lexapro 20 milligrams. I, uh, the, the step work is fantastic for me. Um, I try to hit yoga around three to four times a week, and that helps me with my meditation. And then my prayer every day is, um, is a complete 180 from how I was living my life six to 12 months ago. I would have never said I am doing those things before. So, yeah, wow. that's where I'm at. It sounds like you have some great great tools in your toolbox. Like it sounds like you've just really equipped yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really helped me navigate through a lot of situations and, you know, even in the work environment, not just emotional well-being, like, you know, dealing with things that maybe become more difficult or like being in conflict with my business partner who is also my boyfriend, right? Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it it really they're fantastic tools. So that's where I that's am now. Great. Well, yeah, thank, thank you, you so much for sharing your experience and your knowledge with us. I really appreciate it. And it's just it's really nice to get your perspective. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on here. I really appreciate it. is Paige. I love how she's taken the 12-step program and applied it to areas in her life where she felt she needed more tools, where she needed more help and just different ways to cope and get through life. You know, we gotta go through it. You can't just get over it. You gotta go through. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Couldn't do this without you. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave some feedback. We love hearing your feedback about the podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girl's Guide. And don't forget to check out the blog. Oh, the blog. We have lots, lots of tips and trips up there for you. And our new section of tools. Yes, our 30-day gain challenge and your sober plan of action workbook and journal. They are now up and ready for you to download instantly. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.